Sports Day on Air begins with the rather somber news that former Baylor University President Kenneth Starr is now also the former Chancellor Kenneth Starr. Just days after being reassigned to that position, Starr will, however, remain as a member of the faculty. He's a tenured professor in the law school at Baylor. Hi there, and with that, we welcome you to this week's edition of Sports Day on Air, powered by the Dallas Morning News. I'm your host, John Radigan, joined today by a couple of columnists, Rick Goose Gosland and Kevin Sherrington, both, of course, of the Dallas Morning News, and uh, plenty to get to in this half hour, including this terrible news that's really come out of Waco. But we start off the show with that whole scandal. It's Rock Baylor University. It's the... Uh, the opening comments of our esteemed guest, I guess, that get us started on this, Kevin, your, your initial take on all of this. You know, it's a very sad time in, in college athletics, and, and unfortunately, this is twice now it's happened at Baylor, and we've had the scandal of the basketball yeah. program in 2003, and now we've had this. These are, these are two of the worst scandals, not only in the, in the state of Texas, but in, in certainly in all of, of college, college football yeah. and college athletics. Goose. Now, when your football coach is the highest paid employee at the university, and in some cases the state's highest paid employee, you have too much power concentrated in the wrong place on a college campus. The football office becomes more important than the president's office. And the Pepper Hamilton report said Baylor had cheated or created a, a cultural perception that football, the football program was above the law. Well, it's not. And the coach and likely a football program have come tumbling down as a result. Yeah, boy, there is just no doubt about that. We take a look at the timeline of the events, starting with the conviction of the former Baylor football player, Sam Okawachu, who, uh, you know, you get into this aspect of the show, but there were so many failures in the leaderships, and, and it has folks really shaking their heads, obviously. Uh, and, it, and it started with that one. That may have been uh, just sort of the tip of the iceberg. Well, we didn't really know much about anything at that point, you know, and it was just surprised completely to, to all of us. I didn't know there had been a, a conviction on, on campus the year before of, of, of Tim and Elliott, you know, a defensive end that had been on the football team, and, and there were four women ready to testify against him in that trial. Three did testify against him. So, uh, you know, we, we, we went from that to, to the Sam Watchu uh, uh, conviction. And the reaction that, that we got from Art Browse afterwards, I said, thought said a lot. When, the, when sports writers went to him to get his reaction to the fact that another player from his program had con been convicted, two in 19 months, he said it was an unfortunate situation for all the parties. Unfortunate is not really the word to cover exactly what was happening there at Baylor. And I think it, it was an indication of his attitude about the, the series of events, and it was one of the things that led to his downfall. Yeah, no doubt. Athletic Director Ian McCaw has opted to resign Goose from the university following the hire of Jim Grobe as acting head coach. Should Baylor have given McCaw the opportunity to hire the next head coach? No, I thought they had to clean sweep it. Um, Art Browse was responsible for the players he brought in the program. The AD is responsible for the head coach of the program. The chancellor is responsible for the athletic director uh, in, in, at Baylor. And I think uh, I think they did it right with the clean sweep, all three of those guys. It didn't look like there was going to be a clean sweep at first. It looked like maybe Kenneth Starr uh, was initially going to sort of take the fall for this. But Texas is steeped, as you know, Kevin, in football tradition and, and a love of this game. Is, is this another sort of case in the long, sad list of examples of how maybe we just put too much of an emphasis on athletics and football in particular? I don't know if it's too much of an emphasis on athletics, but it certainly has misplaced on some of the priorities. And, you know, one of the things I think that had happened here at Baylor, it happened in the, in the basketball scandal, and it happened in this one, is that, oh, this can't happen at Baylor. This can't happen in this fine institution, you know, Baptist institution. And I, and I think a lot of people just felt like 
Art Browse had always said all the right things, done all the right things, had there been no scandal in his past of any kind. So therefore, when he acts like everything is okay, it must be okay. And of course, it's helped by the fact that they're winning. Had this all happened under Guy Morris, I don't think everybody would have been quite so on board with it. Mm, no doubt about that. Part of university shakeup was, of course, the ouster of Bryles. He was shown the door. Uh, he broke silence recently by releasing a statement. Uh, we have an excerpt from that here on the screen. In the Pepper Hamilton report, the coaching staff was cited for failing to report complaints of mis uh, misconduct. Can he, or uh, better yet, should he ever be allowed back as a coach, Goose? I think he'll eventually get back in maybe two or three years down the road. I think it'll be a smaller school, uh, a Division II school, possibly NAI school. But he, he is a coach. Uh, I don't think he's ready to walk away, and somebody will be desperate enough to go out and get our They coach. hired Dave Bliss. Dave yeah. Bliss got jobs That's after right. that. You know, yeah. and, and, and you could say that what Dave Bliss did was worse, I, I guess, uh, in that he was trying to cook up a whole cover-up of, of a lot of the things that were going on there at Baylor. I'm not sure uh, how much, you know, we don't really know the, the exact details of what Art Browse did, and that's uh, and that's one of the things that I think needs to come out. I, I wrote that, uh, I've written it several times, that they need to come forward with this Pepper Hamilton report. We need to know the details of it. We've seen a 13-page report. That's not very specific about what happened here, because I think some people are getting paid in with a, bro a broad brush here, and that's not fair. But I think we also need to know the extent of what happened there as well. I think everybody needs to know that before Baylor can move on. You know, today, the Alumni Association yeah. requested that the, the report be made public. Let's, yeah. we, we, what do you have? Let's see it. And that's good to hear. I'm glad yeah. to hear they, they, they made that. But statement. since it's a private institution and they were the ones that commissioned the report, they don't have to make it. No, they don't have to. But, but at this point, when you become a national story like Baylor yeah. has, they, they can't be sitting on anything at this point. No. They, they've got to get this all out there. They have to say, especially being... Uh, uh, I hate to keep harping on this, a Baptist institution. They stand very proudly on that. It's not like something that they just happen to be have in their, in their title. You know, this is, this is what they are and who they are. And if you're going to do that, you have to come clean. Well, Goose, you were asked last week, long before these dominoes started falling, you know, and what, and before the shakeup, you know, the, you said basically this would end with Ken Starr's demotion, at least. You were spot on with this. But where do you think these things will go from here? Well, I think they've... Grobe will come in, and if, if Grobe can go seven and four, I think he'll be the head coach going forward. If he struggles, um, finishes under 500, they'll look around. But I'm not sure how attractive the Baylor situation is with all the with all the commits bailing on the program, and if, if some of the players leave, you know, this is you're back to the Baylor of old, and it's not an attractive job. Uh, I think they've done what they can, getting get rid of the three principals: the head coach, the AD, and, and the champ, president, chancellor. But uh, I think it's all on Grobe now try to resurrect this program. Yeah, that's one of the things we want to talk about when we continue. It's break time here on Sports Day on Air, but coming up uh, a little bit later, Jose Bautista just can't stop talking about Rugnet Odor. Our panelists will weigh in on his latest comments. And up next, uh, Baylor has their head coach, at least for 2016. How long will Jim Grove be at the helm? And which of his predecessor's assistants will be on his staff? We discuss that and more when we come back. All right, guys, let's be a great team today. Being a great team means taking care of each other out there. Nothing negative, everything positive. Pick each other up. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to make a mistake from time to time. There's going to be a little adversity. I don't know what it's going to be, but be a great team. Welcome back to Sports Day on Air. Those were the words of then Wake Forest head coach Jim Grobe prior to, ironically enough, a game against Baylor. 
and Art Bryles. Grobe has been on the American Football Coaches Association Ethics Committee since 2007, and he currently serves as the chairman of that committee and who was uh, the best option to take over during this transitional period. Um, or was he, Goose? Oh, without question. I think they had to reestablish credibility uh, and a, a structure. And I think Grobe comes in with his ethics, you know, high impeccable character and comes in and he reestablishes that right away. Now they got to clean up the, the program. He kind of reminds me of a modern day Grant Taft in a way. He, he may be, you know, I don't know Jim at all. Uh, I, I know Grant Taft very well. And uh, uh, I, I think that, that Grant Taft probably is the one who kind of more or less made this hire. He's the one that made the recommendation to, to the group and when they, when they hired him. And I think this was a good idea. Uh, the, the early word was that Phil Bennett was going to get the job. And, you know, the, the problem with Phil Bennett, besides the fact that he was on Art Brow's staff, was that it was Phil Bennett's comments at a Fort Worth Baylor Booster Club meeting in which he was asked about Wakachu, and he said, uh, we fully expect him to be able to play this fall, knowing that he was on trial for, or about to go on to, to trial for race. So, you know, how can you, how can you make that kind of pronouncement when you know a guy is in that kind of trouble? A good question. What should fo uh, college football fans expect to see from Br uh, Baylor with Grove at the helm, do you think? I think what they hope to see is, is offense, and he's got a defensive background. And I think if Baylor's going to salvage the program, they're going to have to be able to put points up and, and, and make football fun again. I think if, if they don't have the same offense, Baylor's going to be on a downward spiral. Well, not only is he a defensive guy, but he's an option offense yeah. guy. And I would have to think that certainly the worst thing he could do is to try to put in an option offense. Right. He needs to turn that offense over to somebody else. If that's going to be Kendall Bryles, Art's son, uh, running the offense, and that's one thing. But he needs to be able to keep that same offense that they had running. Yeah, several holdovers from that staff remain, including both offensive and defensive coordinators. That, of course, is Kendall Bryles, Art son, and Phil Bennett. Both of them mentioned already in this segment. Uh, Auguste, you see all of them remaining, and is the Kendall Bryles holdover strange? Well, it is strange. That's the son of the head coach who's the post. Uh, I could see him staying on this fall because I think it's going to be a lot easier for these guys to get jobs next year at this time than this year at this time. I think if you leave, you're, you're out of football for years. I think Art probably told him, you know, stay, you know, re you know, rebuild the program, get the thing back going. I, I think they'll have market value next year that they don't have if they walk this year. Absolutely, I think that's absolutely right. And, and you know, it'll be interesting to me, though, to see if and we keep hearing that Jim Grove is the interim coach. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say he goes out and has a bang-up. Let's say he goes out and wins 10 games. Yeah. Is he really going to be the interim coach if he wins 10 games? No, no way. So I think this is a, a proving ground for Jim Grobe. I, th I would think he's interested in this job on a permanent basis. Why, why come all the way to the Waco right. and, and do that for one year? And so I think if, if he does a good job, it's on, on a make-good deal, uh, then I think he's in. And, in fact, Goose, you don't think he needs to win 10? No, I, seven I, and four. I, uh, seven and four. I just get it in the right direction. Prove that we, we're not on the mat. We're off the mat. We're ready to roll. Yeah. All right. Time for another break. When we return, we take a look at the impact this scandal has had on the recruiting classes. Should commits from the 2016 season be allowed out of their national letters of intent? We discuss that next on Sports Day on Air. Welcome back to Sports Day on Air. John Radigan joined by Goose Goslin, Kevin Sherrington, way down on the list in terms of uh, what we've talked about so far anyway is, but certainly worth discussing, is the on-field 
collateral damage that Baylor is currently experiencing going forward. Uh, take a look at the list of players who have decommitted or announced that they no longer wish to attend Baylor. As of now, Baylor has not granted these players who signed a national letter of intent their release. Uh, Kevin, should they? Yeah, they should. You know, I think what's going to happen here is that Baylor's going to try to go into a little bit of a stall here, hope to give Jim Grobe some time to talk to these guys. And, and I think that's certainly reasonable when I say a stall, but I don't. he shouldn't get more than a week or two. Uh, he should be able to get around and talk to all these guys in that period of time. These kids are already kind of behind the eight ball. Uh, it's a little bit late to be going to another school. I know some of them are going to be scooped right up by, by other schools, but what about schools that are at their limits? You know, this is a, it's a tough time for everybody. There you see some of the guys staying on board, Goose, but how can this staff uh, stem the tide to minimize some of the losses of potentially highly productive players? We know that the assistant coaches, who it appears are staying, do most of the recruiting anyway. Yeah, and Ken O'Brien will sell it. Look, we've got the same offense in place. We've got the same uh, scheme going here. We're, we're still going to score. We're still going to you know, put up points, gain yards, and we're going to still send wide receivers to the NFL. I mean, it's, it's in your besters to come here. And, and, and continue the tradition that is Baylor football. Yeah, meantime, uh, potential sanctions loom out there too. The NCAA, we don't know all the different things that could come from what's being investigated about these, you know, these horrific allegations. No, we don't. We don't know any of that. And, you know, and, and one of the things, too, you got to keep in mind is I, I could certainly see a, a situation develop this fall where if Baylor gets off to a, a, a good start, then they could really get things going. But if they, of course, they won't have any trouble with their non-conference schedules because they right. never do. No. But, but <laughs> once they get into the Big 12 play, if they start to stumble, then it could, it could get really bad really fast. And that's one of the things that, that Jim Grobe has to do this fall. He has to make sure they get out to a hot start. Because if they get out to a hot start, then I think that talent that they have, and they have a lot of it still, even with these guys defecting, they can, it can carry them along. Yeah, way. and that is the point. I mean, you know, uh, it got to the point where Bryles was recruiting elite classes. I think he had the seventh best recruiting class in the, in the country last year. He's got the talent to win, and winning cures all. The best way to put the scandal behind him is to win and, and, and be the same Baylor football team on the field that they've been for the last four or five years under Red Bryles. You do not want to be the same Baylor football team off the field. No, absolutely not. And unfortunately, you know, that 2016 class, many of which are saying they want out, um, is considered one of the best they've ever had at Baylor. Yes, it is, you know, and, and that was the thing. I, I think Art took some chances with some guys that he shouldn't have taken chances with, yeah. frankly. And, you know, and, and he kind of had that reputation. These are guys that other, other programs were not willing to take a chance on, and he was. And, and I think he had gotten to the point now where he was going to be able to recruit those upper-tier athletes and wasn't going to have to do that, and then it all blew up on him. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very unfortunate situation in Waco, Texas. Coming up next, uh, we take a look at the news that broke, or maybe better said, didn't break at the Big 12 meetings this week. And later, it's our rapid fire segment where we bid adieu to a college baseball legend. You're watching Sports Day on Air, powered by the Dallas Morning News. Welcome back. We are pleased to announce that Sports Day on Air is now available on podcast. You can download it on iTunes. See right there. That's the proof. All you have to do is search Sports Day on Air podcast and hit subscribe. You know, I, I think that it's appropriate to uh, to go slowly on it and to make that decision in conjunction with uh, with some of the other things that we have to consider uh, over the coming days and and the next few weeks. But um, you know, there there's an awful lot right about the way we uh, conduct our our uh, 
our competition in our major sports. The words of Commissioner Bob Bowlesby of the Big 12 on the prospects of the conference expanding. Are you buying uh, what the powers that be are selling, Goose? Yeah, I, right now I don't think they like their options. You know, back when, when all the conferences scrambling to add teams, you know, you, you, you need a team to come in to enhance your brand. You know, Nebraska going to the Big Ten enhances your brand. Colorado going to Pac-12 enhances your brand. A&M going to ESC enhances your brand. Look at what's left. I mean, does UConn, does Central Florida, does uh, San Diego State, did any of these schools enhance the brand of the Big 12? I think the reason they're dragging their feet is they don't like their options. Well, the uh, path to a conference television network, which was also something they were talking about, has been blocked in many ways by the Longhorn Network. Uh, can a deal be brokered to make a conference network happen even in the presence of the Longhorn Network? I don't think so. Not unless you, you know, uh, what they keep saying is that, well, that Texas deserves to get that money. That's $15 million a year, you know, uh, or, or whatever it is, for 20 years. So it's, uh, no, I, 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 all the things they keep talking about doing, and why everybody keeps scrambling to go to these meetings uh, and to find out what they're going to say. It, the, the problem is that it's, it's just like the time that I went over to a friend's house one weekend. We said we were going to build a go-kart, uh, except for the, we didn't have an engine, we didn't have a, a chassis, and we didn't know how to do it, right? Except for those three things, we were going to build that go-kart. So you had four wheels, and that was pretty much uh, it. Pretty, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. doing good there. Good, yeah. So it's the same thing with the Big 12. You know, they just, how are you going to do this? I'm, I'm like, Goose, you know, of the, of the, Schools that are being made available that we keep talking about. BYU is the most logical yeah. one, and I, I can see BYU. Even it has its drawbacks. You know, they got their own network too. They got their own <laughs> network as well, and they don't want, they play sports on Sundays. So I think you can work around that. But who's going to be the other school? You can't just add one. You got to add two. You know, Memphis, Cincinnati, you know, UConn, you know, Central Florida. None of those do anything for me. If you could add. Florida State and Clemson, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're adding two yeah. big-time programs with a big fan base, big, big appeal. I think they should do that. But I don't understand the scramble for, for 12 if, that, if you're not going to get something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. A decision was rendered in the case of Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield. The committee decided not to pass a proposal that would have allowed Mayfield to have a year of eligibility restored. If it had been passed, it would have allowed him an in-conference walk-on to walk on at another school in the Big 12 without sitting out. Um, so Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, the uproar over this, most notably from the Oklahoma Athletic Director, Joe Castiglione, who insists that this fight is not over. I ask you guys, start with you, Goose. Uh, is this the right call? I think uh, Joe Castiglione is looking at Russell Wilson. Same situation. He left North Carolina State, went to Wisconsin. Now he's, you know, a franchise NFL quarterback. He can see Baker Mayfield going on to do bigger and better things at his next school. He wants that to be done at Oklahoma. He had a good year last year. He had a great, had a great year. Well, I think this is, you know, to me, how anyone could protest a guy who was a walk-on, won seven games for you as a walk-on freshman. He didn't cost you a dime, and he won seven games for you. And you're, and you're denying him the, the uh, possibility of going and playing that next year. I think it's terrible. I think that, that this is reprehensible that a conference would not allow a kid who'd been a walk-on to go ahead and transfer to another school and not sit out. Yeah, and it, forget the individual case. It seems like that would make sense. Uh, to allow walk-on to walk on somewhere else, sort of across the board. We're talking about Big 12. We're talking about making sense. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. That was the problem. Well, was there any sense made this week at these meetings? No, I think you. I think you answered your own question. Answered my own question there, didn't I? Yes, right. you did. Yeah, good stuff. Coming up, <laughs> uh, we will end this week's show with a little rapid fire. Joey Bats just can't stop talking about the punch heard round the world, and we say happy trails to a college baseball legend. As Sports Day on Air continues in a moment.
Hey, for the first time, one of the premier rivalries in all of college football is coming to Fox Sports 1. The annual border war known as the Red River Showdown will kick off from the Cotton Bowl at a time to be announced later in the summer, but it's the OU Texas or Texas OU, whichever you prefer, on Fox Sports 1 this fall. Hey, let's wrap up this week's edition of Sports Day on Air with a little game we like to call Rapid Fire. The winningest coach in college baseball history, the Texas Longhorns' Augie Garrido is stepping down. Uh, right move for him at this time, Goose? you got to keep winning, and uh, Augie had a, a losing year. It's, it's sad, but everybody's gone now from the, from the Texas glory days. The AD, the football coach, basketball coach, baseball coach, it's, they've cleaned house now, and it's, it's starting from scratch. Well, they really are. Let's see how that all works out for them. All right, Jose Bautista still talking about the fight with Rugnet Odor. This time he says Odor was looking for a fight. Does Joey Bass just need to shut up? You know what? I, I think he probably got hit a little too hard. <laughs> I think that was the problem. <laughs> No, you know, I, yeah, I think he was looking for a fight. Sure, everybody wanted to. You know, I still don't think that he was necessarily trying to hit him with the throw. You know, it was a low feed from uh, Beltre, and so I don't think that was the, the issue. But you know what? He had a chance to, to take out uh, Joey Bats, and he did. It's amazing because it looks like Joey was looking for a fight, too, and he <laughs> yeah, found he's, one. He's not innocent. No, and here's the thing. And he was complaining. He said, yeah, if it had been a bigger man, I would have gone down. Listen, if, if Adrian Beltre doesn't go out there and pick him up, I think he does go down. I think he might. <laughs> yeah, hey, all right. So, Steve. Stephen Jones' house is on the market for $11.5 million. Who at the Morning News would uh, place the winning bid? Look at the office. Does that look like your office, Kevin? <laughs> my, my office is about all oh, the size of that little desk right there. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. All I want is that Stephen had used my wife to list his house. That would, I'd have been happy with Wouldn't that. That would have been great. Yeah. It would have been great. You going to buy that? Step uh, up? I think one of two people can buy it. His dad or Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unless one. unless Kevin, uh, Tim, and I pony up, maybe we'll <laughs> yeah, go in right. one. <laughs> yeah, well, we could all we could all go in together. That'd be great. We could all live there. Big, be a big compound. Yeah, be, all be, live there oh, that'd be super. I got dibs on the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that boy, that office is nice. All right, that's gonna do it for another edition of Sports Day on Air. We do appreciate you joining us today. Don't forget to uh, check out uh, Goose and Kevin each and every day in the Dallas Morning News. Of course, you can see them at sportsdaydfw.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you 